Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, be inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Wonderful to be with you all tonight. My name is Laura Smith, and uh, tonight's guests will prove to be exactly what Jimmy said, uplifting, inspirational, and full of great advice and tips. My first guest is Reverend Lori Sue Brockway. She has a new book called Soulmate feng shui and other tips for attracting true love being an efficient of weddings and uh, presiding over 800 of them and also being a writer for many years on the topics of love relationships health and sexuality reverend uh, Lori sue is uh, truly an expert in this area finding her own soul soulmate as well and so we're going to be talking with her about this love feng shui and how to bring it into your life if you're looking for it or even perhaps enhancing it if you've already found your soulmate also going to be talking about taking your dream vacation tonight uh, it is that time, and with the world opening back up again, it indeed is possible to travel and have a great, wonderful experience of being together with your family or loved ones or even by yourself. Let's talk about that when we come up also on the way home. And, of course, good news stories uh, to take you out into your week with Jim Cleefield. Um, we are also being sponsored by Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule, and the Whole Health System. Maybe you've seen their TV commercials as of late. They show you the process by which 99% of the actual nutrition of the whole fruit and vegetable, as if it were raw, is, is processed so that it goes into a capsule. Not everybody can afford to or do their own chopping of vegetables and fruits that come in the form and the concentrated levels that Balance of Nature does. It's really an incredible process. It took years to develop from Dr. Douglas Howard. But again, the only thing in the products is food. Nothing else is added. It's not like um, other products that uh, claim that there are fruits and vegetables in but have so much more in there that you really don't need or want. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables and nothing more. And 11 servings per day for you and a variety of 31 fruits and vegetables. So by all means, if you want the type of nutrition that is almost impossible to do on your own and make sure you get the right quantities and the right level of nutrition, by all means, go to balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com. And make sure that you put Laura into the promo code when you do uh, order it, because that will offer you 35% off of your first preferred order and free shipping. So balanceofnature.com, here's a phone number in case you want to do it the old-fashioned way and call them up, 800-246-8751, 800-246-8751. And again, uh, tell the people on the phone that you would uh, like the promo code Laura so that you get that discount. And they will know you heard it here on The Way Home with Laura Smith. We'll be right back with Reverend Lori Sue Brockway and Soulmate Feng Shui. Don't go away. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. My son brought it over to me and he said, Mom, I've tried a lot of stuff, but this, I'm telling you, it works. And I'm telling you, it really did make a difference. My attitude changed. My energy level really did peak. To me, it's a miracle. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's like I am so thankful for you guys. I really, really am. I've taken a lot of stuff through the years, 
and this is the only thing that has actually continued to do exactly what you claim it does. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code LARA. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, one of my all-time favorite topics, whether it be um, through a book or a workshop, a retreat, anything, is the topic of finding love, or if you have found it, to enhance it to its greatest degree. And there is a woman that I have been waiting literally 15 years to interview on this ever-expanding and uh, beautiful topic of love and finding your soulmate. Her name is Reverend Lori Sue Brockway, and she has so many different aspects to her career, but I'll, I'll try to get to a couple of them. Uh, she's a New York City wedding officiant and journalist, and she's an author, and she is also an editor and a reporter. And as I said, as a, an officiant of weddings, she has become an expert on love and bringing people together with that. I'm so excited to have Reverend Lori Sue on talking about her latest book, Soulmate Feng Shui. Lori Sue, how wonderful to have you on the program. I am so, so happy to be with you, Laura. I, you know, we ran into each other on Fifth Avenue, remember, a couple of years ago? Oh, yes. We had a quick hello, but we have been in each other's spheres for so long. So I, I am just so delighted to be here. Thank you. Well, you, your career is so vast. And, and in addition to all of that, um, you also got, uh, you know, a degree in, uh, psychology and, and, and family, uh, therapy and so forth. It just goes on and on. But the bottom line is you, you are an expert in this. But I think mostly because of my favorite part of your story, which is that you blissfully found your soulmate, uh, Reverend Victor Furman, who is, uh, an amazing man. And I see, uh, your pictures together. Let's hear a little bit about your story in terms of how you found love for yourself. And let's then go over the Soulmate Feng Shui book, which is just a fabulous book. Thank you. Well, you know, the universe sometimes guides us on this really interesting path that seems sort of out of character at certain points. But after a 20-year career as a sexuality and relationship journalist for part of that, I um, got the call into ministry. And the rabbi who ran the program at the time said to me when I decided to enroll, he said, start classes early, just start coming. He took me out to lunch and he said, you know, start doing the program now and come to the ordination of the, the outgoing course. So you see what it's like to be an ordained minister. And I'm standing in the uh, cathedral of St. John with my six-year-old kid and listening, I hear this voice come across, you know, <laughs> the full cathedral. And Victor was the president of his outgoing class. Um, but he was there with his beloved at the time, oh. who was also graduating with him. And I didn't, and I just, there was something, I was so drawn to him. And of course, the voice, but I didn't even think of it his that voice. time. It was just his energy, something about him. Two months later, I saw him in another ordination. He was talking to my dean about having lost his beloved. So I thought he was 
you know, a grieving widow and she had passed away sadly. And I just didn't even think he was available. And I, you know, in the meantime, was doing everything I could to find my soulmate, <laughs> but I also was in seminary. So I was a bit of a nun during that period. Right. Um, but I had begun to practice feng shui in about 1996, and it became a way of life for me. And I had a tiny little apartment, so there was no place to really feng shui the whole place, which I recommend everybody do. But I had a tiny little feng shui altar that I created, and that was sort of the basis of this book, Soulmate Feng Shui. So my beloved and I were in each other's sphere for like two years before we got that, you know, that push from the universe to be together Um I was very inspired by a mutual friend of ours, Arielle Ford and Brian Hilliard. They were the poster couple for <laughs> soulmate love. And uh, my friend Barbara Bijou at the at that time said to me, he's perfect for you. And I'm like, he's got a girlfriend. He's not available. But he became available. And the girlfriend that he was seeing, he had actually had a girlfriend after he lost his beloved, called me one day. And he, she told me they broke up and she said, I know you're good friends and I think he's heartbroken. Please reach out to him. <laughs> so I called him and he said he wasn't heartbroken at all. Uh, but that's what brought us together. So it was. And how many years ago was that, Lori Sue? Well, I think it was in 24. The first time I met him was probably 25 years ago, 24 years ago. And we've been a couple for 22 years. Incredible. I, I remember um, hearing about you and, and your story a little bit through Ariel Ford, um, who incidentally, I'm going to be taking a retreat of hers in September. But um, I, I remember the fact that you had found your beloved uh, in Victor. And yes, indeed. First of all, I just have to say his voice, I could fall in love with it. So <laughs> he, what an amazing guy he is, though. What a beautiful heart and soul he has. And so, yes, so you found each other. Do you feel that having your love altar um, in your house had anything to do with that? I think it had everything to do with it, uh, especially since it was a tiny little altar. And I had a kid who had a lot of medical problems. I had a tiny one-room apartment, a single mother. I had oxygen tanks in there and medical supplies, and I could not feng shui the place. There were toys all over the place. And uh, so all I had was this little altar <laughs> that I created. It was one that I created for my entire life and then one that I created for soulmate love. And it, I think it just really made a difference. And just learning feng shui and where the baguas are. Yes. Begins with a bagua gives you an, you just insights on where energy flows and what it represents in different parts of your house. So I just applied it to a bagua that was sort of an altar. And for the, for those people who is not, who are not familiar with a bagua, give us a little one-on-one on that, please. And then how it pertains to creating perhaps a love altar in your, I did it in my previous house and it actually worked. I, it, it attracted uh, love to me at that time, but I have since moved uh, and I'm getting ready to move into a new house. And I know I'm going to create a, a love altar there, but tell people in terms of the Bagua aspect of it and feng shui, how one might create this, this soulmate Bagua in their home. 
Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have to say that I trained at the Western School of Feng Shui with Tara Catherine Collins, and I would say get one of her books too, just to get the basic overview. Uh, and also with Eileen Weiss and R.D. Chin, uh, I had all these great teachers. And so they would teach the spectrum of the entire home, which is from the place you walk in the door in the front of the house is called what uh, you might call an entrance quadrant. And in the entrance quadrant, you, you're going to come in through knowledge and self-cultivation, which is the wisdom gua, career, which is the central gar, gua, which, um, in which you manifest your career dreams. Helpful people is the gua to the front right. And then you move up, say, from the left side, and it becomes health and family, and then wealth and prosperity. And then at the very tip in the West is fame and reputation. And then in that Southwest corner is what we call love and marriage. And just below that in the West is creativity and children. Now, I know this doesn't make sense hearing it, although some people are more auditory and it may. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, on the Feng Shui Soulmate book, I do have a Bagua in the back. And inside the book that shows you where you're going and explains it. But basically, feng shui means uh, being having everything in balance. So you want your whole life to be in balance. And there's certain things that create a disruption in the flow and create a disruption of balance. For example, if you have a bedroom that's missing this area that we call love and marriage, say there's a big pipe there or there's a corner missing of your house or something that happens sometimes, then you may be missing love and marriage. So it's not saying you won't have that in your life. It's just that you have to offer it a cure. Uh, so basically I've just looked at all these different Baguas and put them together as an altar and also as a treasure map, as a way for people to have a guide to manifest the relationship that they want. The basic feng shui that we're using is, is what they would call form feng shui. It's not compass feng shui. But I do believe that soulmate love is compass and that it is something that pulls and directs us and that our soulmate becomes our North Star. star. My okay. husband reminded me the other day that I always used to tell him that he's my North Star. How wonderful. I, you know, and I think whenever soulmates find each other and you know live in the world it absolutely raises the vibration of our planet and ends up being very healing i we we all get this sense of joy and peace when we see a couple that is just purely made for each other and brings out the best in each other and it gives us hope it gives us hope that we also can experience that same kind of love. But sometimes we need some guidance. What I love about your book, first of all, it has all the different um, background on, on feng shui and how it, it would apply to love. But in the back of the book, you have this wonderful, these love lists people can fill out for themselves that are so helpful. I think for me, when I make a list on anything, it completely solidifies it and then it seems to come to pass. I, I am a person who visually needs to see myself writing down something. What are my priorities and so forth? And you give us the opportunity in Soulmate Feng Shui um, in your beautiful book 
how to do that. So what are some of the love lists you, you have people fill out there, uh, Lori Sue? What are some of the things that people should be mindful of when they're making lists about what they're looking for in love? Well, uh, I think it's important, first of all, to dream your beloved into being with by writing it down. As you said, it's really important. It helps us to manifest. It also helps us to clarify. So the first list is a love list of relationship goals. What do you want? And I had a teacher many years ago named Roberta Herzog, who created something called a blueprint for a lifetime love. She's may her memory be a blessing, but I remember she gave me this form to fill out and it was basically everything I wanted in a relationship. And I created a huge document and I did manifest the love that I wanted on that document. And I realized that there were certain things I didn't put on there that I didn't manifest. So you can add to it. But basically, you want to first look at what are your relationship goals? Do you want to you want to just have a best friend? Do you want to have a lover, a partner, uh, a spouse? And also to look at List B is to acknowledge where closure is needed because we cannot create a new while we're still clinging to the old. And, you know, we all have the exes that show up in our lives again and over and over sometimes. And we need to really create those closures to let go and move on to the new life. It may not be an ex. It may be just a way of living. Right. And then... Oh, sorry. You want you want to also assess the physical uh, road bop blocks, which are okay. Do you have like a big chair that belonged to your ex-wife sitting in the corner of the love gua in your bedroom? Are there pictures around? Are there physical things that are blocking the flow of energy in the house? And also, you want to look at what you can change immediately. So you want to have a something you can do that you can have an immediate response to, like. I'm going to pull out a black garbage bag. I'm going to throw out 27 things that are related to the old relationships I had or the old me or the clothes I wore. I'm going to give them away because this is what I wore on this date or this is my old wedding dress or whatever it is. Right, right. Yeah, those are important. And um, uh, I I think you had something here also on uh, like writing a list of of uh, vows, actually writing your vows that you would like to speak uh, to to your love mate. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. It's you do it. And, and I think the more you get the opportunity to visualize in your mind and to feel the feelings of what that would be, I think writing your vows in advance of meeting your soulmate is really a fantastic idea. That's great. I'm so glad you feel that way. And I think it's so important because, you know, the first step is it's not always true that we completely love ourselves when we meet our true love. Your true love may be the person who helps you get to that point of finally really getting your worthiness. Uh, I mean, we all have to do our own work on that. But the vows that you write and that you speak are a way of evoking and and pulling in and drawing in the true love that you want. I used to do this as a live exercise when I used to teach a love goddess course, and I'd have all the, it was a course for women, and I'd have them all just line up. We'd 
dress like brides and I would give them a love mirror to speak into. And it was just very powerful. And having married hundreds and hundreds of couples, soulmate couples who found each other through these, you know, remarkable ways, I have seen what it's like, the energy of that love. It's like a love bubble when they're up at the altar. And I just wanted to give singles a chance to speak their vows because we all deserve our own love vows. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very common now these days where you'll see a bride and groom um, pull out vows that they have personally written themselves. So what's to say you have to wait until that day, do it beforehand to get an idea of what it is you're truly looking for. So many. And how many couples have you married, would you say, in in your vast career now, Lori Sue? You know, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, uh, Probably about 800 over time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, You really are an expert. Somewhere between seven or 800. Um, I've been doing this for 20, 23 years. Uh, So it's, um, yeah. And what would you say? I mean, it's hard to put, and we're wrapping up the segment right now, but I could talk to you forever. Uh, What would you say when through all 800, uh, officiating 800 uh, weddings, are there like maybe the top three or four things that you would say you have witnessed between the people that have not only gotten married, but have succeeded in having soulmate love within their marriage? Do you, do you see a trend? That's a great question. Um, Well, okay. Every couple is very different, but there is this one theme that I see over and over again, which is that love is a holy experience. And so many of my couples come from different faith backgrounds and different cultures, but it's the love that connects them. And, you know, sometimes it takes a while to believe in love, to believe that love is real. And once you can believe that that love in your life is meant for you and it's real, then you can make the other decisions that may be more practical where are we going to live? <laughs> Am I going to follow this person to another town? But there's something about the way a couple looks into one another's eyes when they're standing at the altar. And I just, it is this love look. And if you can find that experience, you have to find a way also to hold on to it and keep looking with the eyes of love. And the way you get there first is to look at yourself as much as possible through the eyes of love to look at, you know, in your own mirror and know that you are worthy. Absolutely. We're all worthy of that type of love and then to share it with someone worthy as well. Reverend Laurie Sue Brockway, what a beautiful book. It's called Soulmate Feng Shui and Other Tips for Attracting True Love. You're going to want to get this. It's a practical guide. It's a, it's a loving guide, and it's by somebody who is living the reality of soulmate love, true love, with her beloved. And those are the people that I take the advice from the most uh, because they're living the example. They are the example of all they 
uh, purport to to know on the topic. And Lori Sue is definitely one of them. Uh, thank you so much. Your website, uh, Reverend. What what? How do people find you and find all your information? You have a lot of books on there. You have a, your own publishing. Uh, Yes, Enterprise. Communications. My main website is revlorisue.com, R-E-V-L-A-U-R-I-E-S-U-E.com. This book and every book that I do is on Amazon around the world also. It's pretty easy to get. Absolutely, wherever books are sold and Amazon. Soulmate Feng Shui, one more time. That's the book by Reverend Lori Sue Brockway. Lots of love to you. Thank you for your guidance. Love and. Hopefully, uh, life will get so back to normal that you're you're going to be officiating many more weddings and and so forth. But thank you for being here and sharing your wonderful personal experience and all your knowledge on this topic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Blessings. Blessings to you as well. You're listening to The Way Home, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I don't know about you, but I have been yearning all year long uh, to start thinking about getting away again, going away with friends and family, going to see friends, traveling. My daughter lives abroad, all these things, but it just feels like it was never going to come to that. Well, it kind of feels like it is. The world is opening up a little bit more and uh, planning a vacation and making sure that it's financially and also just rewarding on every level. I've got two experts with me today, Gabriel Flowers Reader, uh, Radar. She is the family-focused lifestyle expert also with her uh, lots of YouTube, and she's a big influencer. And John Sellers, he's from the Bank of America. He's a rewards executive. And a lot of people are have been experiencing this, this I won't even call it cabin fever, shutdown fever, and just sort of a uh, kind of Lack of being able to dream fever. So now that it's uh, getting a little bit easier for people to start thinking about traveling again, I'm so happy to have you both. And to help us organize our thinking and our finances when we talk about travel again, um, I'll start with you, John, um, Bank of America, Rewards Executive. How can we uh, think about doing this? A lot of people's budgets are stretched quite thin because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Others are okay. Yeah. Well, I think, Laura, it's it's important to create that travel budget ahead of time. So think about that specific dollar amount you're willing to spend for your destination. Um, <clears throat> don't forget about the, the incidental expenses that go along with traveling. So just not the, the big airline or hotel, but also those, uh, you know, meals on the go, the tipping, the attraction fees, et cetera. And then if you map out your purchases in advance, you can create a plan to maximize your rewards and save money. And we know savvy travelers know the key to saving money while traveling is layering all their reward options. And our research at Bank of America tells us most Americans aren't doing that. In fact, 62% are not doing that. So here's how you do it. So think about all those travel providers that you're going to engage with, right? The airlines, the hotels, the car rental companies, et cetera. They all have loyalty programs. <clears throat> They're generally free to, to join. They're going to give you at least 1% back. Take advantage of those have a rewards credit card, right? That's really core to the strategy here. At Bank of America, we have a, a cash rewards card. It gives you 3% cash back on your choice of, of six different categories, including travel. And then pair that with a banking loyalty program. So Bank of America has something called preferred rewards. And our members get a suite of benefits across all their banking and investment relationship, but they also get up to a 75% 75% bonus on their credit card. So what that means 
is that 3% back cash back on travel turns to 5.25%. So Laura, if, if like when I'm, when I'm going out and I'm making a travel transaction, let's say I'm booking a, a hotel room, I'm getting the, the, let's say Marriott, I'm getting the Bonvoy points. I'm using my cash rewards card, and because I'm a preferred rewards member, I'm getting 5.25% back. So the listeners out there, they should be looking to try to get at least two layers of rewards when they're making their travel transactions, and that's, that's going to help them save a lot of money. Wow. I mean, that's really astounding. For the first time in my life, I've been thinking about getting a credit card with you know, a percentage back and, you know, what's taken me so long, but I didn't realize there were that many layers that were potentially involved. How, Gabriel Flowers, Raider, do you actually um, plan something that, that should be spontaneous and relaxing and fun, but have to really concentrate and almost be a banker to make some of these rewards, uh, you know, work for your family when you're trying to just kind of make plans and have a great time? Yeah, I I think that, you know, a lot goes into planning a vacation and you want it to be stress-free. You don't want to stress on your vacation because that's kind of pointless. So I think planning it ahead of time is the best thing that you can do. Um, And I know that I do this with my husband a lot. We sit down and we make the travel itinerary. What are some of the things that we want to see, some of the excursions we want to take? Where do we want to eat? What type of activities would be fun for the kids? So then we create a schedule based off of that, but we kind of spread out the activities. So we don't want to, you know, front load everything or try to cram everything in before the vacation is over. So we try to leave um, some space there for downtime, leave some free time for spontaneity. You never know when an attraction pops up that you didn't know about that you want to add to the agenda. And then, you know, obviously you want to create the financial plan. That's probably the most important part. We have a dedicated savings account just for our travel, which helps a lot. That's amazing. And, you know, I find that I'm good when I do the pre-planning and, and such. I feel that I'm really good at the beginning. But somewhere in the middle of the trip or towards the end, I get really just loosey-goosey and I get tired of having to be disciplined. And I'm just like, what the heck? You know, we're on vacation and I, I don't stay as disciplined and on top of it. Any of you have uh, something to offer in terms of how I can really stick to my budget and also stick to these rewards points that are really going to benefit me in the long run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or I think the key there is really mobile access, right? So all the listeners out there need to make sure you get access to your bank's mobile app before you leave and go on vacation. There's so much you can do with that, with banking now on your phone. It's really unbelievable. You know, with that, with banking now on your phone, it's really unbelievable. You know, Bank of America, we have an industry-leading mobile app that gives you access anywhere, anytime. And it also has some really cool features for, for traveling. So, one, spending alerts, right? If you're, you know, you can create spending alerts on your credit and debit products. You can do it by a balance amount, by a transaction amount, international transaction, what have you. We have something called My Rewards, which is a single destination point for all things rewards. So you can track your rewards. You, you can take advantage of available rewards. Maybe you want to use some rewards to ease up off your cash, right? Um, you can even look at the offers that we have um, through Bank of Merit deals, and, and you can look at a, a geo finder, and it will show you the offers that are close to your physical location, right? And then the last yeah. thing we have that's really neat is Erica, which is our award-winning AI-driven virtual assistant. So you can, you can, you can right there in your mobile app, 
Erica's right there. Let's say you're in Orlando, you're into that seven day, and to your point, after four or five days, you've spent a lot. You're a little, you're not really sure where you are in terms of your budget. You can just go to Erica and say, hey, Erica, can you give me my transactions for the last five days? And voila, they'll be right there. So the bottom line is every traveler needs to have access to their bank's mobile app. That's, that's really the way to track your, your spending on the go. It sounds like there's some incredible uh, resources available at Bank of America. Gabriel Flowers, Raider, family-focused lifestyle expert. Thank you so much for your uh, input on this and how to keep things upbeat and fresh and fun and exciting as we embark into, uh, hopefully, a new year of, of traveling. And John Sellers, Bank of America, rewards executive. Either of you, what's the right uh, website to go to for more information on everything we discussed today? bankofamerica.com backslash preferred rewards preferred rewards very good bank of america thank you both preferred rewards okay thank you so much and happy travels to everybody (laughs) thanks for being on the way home today thank you hi i'm laura smith and here's a minute of purpose improving your life 60 seconds at a time you've heard about being in the zone Another term is a flow state. Have you heard of that? Well, this is where you become so engrossed in something that it becomes almost effortless. Athletes know how it feels, and so do many artists. So how can you tap into your own flow state and make the harder tasks in life easier? Well, first, look at that chore as a challenge. Get yourself fixed on conquering it. Set a goal as to what you intend to do by the end of your session. Next, remove distractions. Put the phone in another room. Ignore emails or TV and dedicate yourself to what's in front of you. And then finally, give yourself time. Research shows that 15 minutes of undivided attention is what's needed to trigger the flow state. As you focus on the task at hand, you'll tap greater resources of creativity and problem solving. So yes, you can create the conditions to easily handle tough tasks. Just activate your flow state. This has been your Minute of Purpose. Find more now at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. I don't know if a lot of you uh, know this, maybe so, um, since it's been going on since 1970, if you're even old enough to remember, Earth Day uh, happened recently, but uh, the initiatives and the ideas continue, uh, obviously, throughout the entire year, especially to people who want to know more about it and what we can do to help uh, sustain our planet and um, maybe tackle what some people call climate change. My guest is Edward Palmieri. He's the Director of Global Sustainability for Facebook. Edward, thank you so much for joining us today on The Way Home. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know that for some people, you know, the phrase climate change does bring up a little bit of, uh, for some people, they think it's been politicized to such a point that that they have maybe perhaps dropped an interest in it, whereas for others, it's a real call to arms to uh, do something about what's going on in our planet, even if it's just small steps that one can personally take. Facebook is has done a survey for one thing. I'd like to touch on that and then also talk about the really wonderful initiatives you guys have going on there um, to get people involved and, and start their own grassroots uh, opportunities for helping to save the planet. So tell us a little bit about the survey first. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, we, we agree with you that you know, there's a lot of different um, perspectives out there around climate change. So 
we think getting more data is really an important part to figuring out the best way to tackle this issue. So we partnered with Yale to run a survey on Facebook in over 30 countries to better understand people's perspectives towards climate change. Um, what was really interesting is that 75% of people believe that climate change is happening. Um, and more than six in 10 people say they want and need more information about climate change. So this is where we think Facebook can really help provide authoritative information that's based in science um, and give people tools to take action um, if they're so inclined to um, tackle this issue. Right. And is part of the survey, does it have something to do with the fact that some people think that climate change is just sort of a natural reality of, you know, a, a world that is kind of just on its own path or or is it uh, something that most people believe is man-made? Yeah, you know, the, the survey really tries to get into um, what people feel like. Are they worried about it? Um, how much do they think climate change will harm them personally? Um, will it harm future generations? Like, you know, how, how focused are they on, um, on climate and whether they think um, it should be a high priority or a low priority issue um, for their government? Um, or their community, it, it really hits on a bunch of different areas of their perception and whether they think they're well-informed to kind of understand and interpret the world that's happening around them and whether they feel like they're empowered to um, take action. What was the takeaway from it? So, you know, the, the biggest takeaway is that people really, um, the majority are concerned about climate change. They think it's real and they're really hungry for more information um, to understand and interpret climate change. So this is one of the reasons why we've launched the Climate Science Information Center. If you go to Facebook and you just type in the search word climate, um, it'll bring you a bunch of results, including the Climate Science Information Center. You can click on that, and in there, you'll see a whole host of little modules. And some are about um, data analytics around a rising temperature, so you can see how temperature have risen over the years, maybe you know, since um, Earth Day started in the 70s, like you mentioned. Um, you can also get um, uh, um, the top 10 um, uh, facts about science, uh, climate science, and, and a lot of that debunks some myths about things that are happening. There's also tips in there about things you can do locally and in your own life, you know, around like recycling, um, maybe introducing more vegetables and a little bit less meat in your diet to kind of off balance um, uh, your, the carbon footprint of the things you eat and to shop locally so that you have a less carbon footprint for the materials that you purchase. Things like that, that you can really make a difference as an individual, just um, taking some, some modifications in the way you approach your life. Yeah, it really seems like that. Apparently, you guys have at Facebook uh, 18,000 different groups that are dedicated to um, discovery, protection, you know, and just the love of planet, um, which I think is amazing. It really gives people ideas of how they can, you know, join in a, with a group or maybe even, like you said, start mm -hmm. their own initiatives. And it can be small, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be you get on some big consortium about, uh, you know, you might maybe lobbying in Washington, but maybe you can just start, like you said, uh, planting a garden, cleaning up your local park or something like that. I, I think those are such good ideas and something even I remember growing up in school where we would have little activities and things like that um, around Earth Day that would, you know, promote uh, a healthier, cleaner planet. So, um, 
you also, uh, so you've been doing this and you have these groups available, but I know you also encourage people like when they create a fundraiser, you guys actually mm-hmm. make sure that a hundred percent of those funds go towards their, their preferred, uh, whatever the initiative that they are. The doing effort, yes. Doing. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's such a great point. Um, so on Facebook, we think groups are a really powerful way to bring people together um, in their local community. And so there are a, a, a vast array of groups focused with an environmental um, lens um, on Facebook. And we've curated some in the Climate Science Information Center to help connect you with things. Um, for example, maybe someone is looking to lower their carbon footprint of their commuting. So they want to introduce riding a bike. Um, occasionally or sometimes in their normal routine or or they want to um, do some recycling or cleanup project. They live near the shoreline and they want to um, do something like that or they want to get um, a community involved in a local um, uh, uh, action to plant trees or clean up parks. There are lots of things people can do that um, that add up and the Climate Science Information Center is a great way to do that. But really importantly, you also mentioned about fundraising um, and it's true, 100% of donations raised through Facebook are uh, directed directly to the nonprofit um, that you're raising money for. So it's a really great way to um, provide resources to something you really care about. To date, more than three and a half million people have donated over $130 million mm. through Facebook and Instagram fundraisers focused on fighting climate change and supporting environmental protection. So all these activities really add up to um, some big impacts. Absolutely. And speaking of impacts, you guys are, you have your own operations there um, where you're trying to reduce your, uh, your, what, your green, what mm-hmm. is it called? The Yes. Uh, yeah. Our, our, green our greenhouse, greenhouse gas yeah. emissions. Yes, ex- <laughs> so exactly. Right. I know. It, it can be, it can be a real mouthful, right? Um, <laughs> So um, if, if anyone wants to learn more, they can go to sustainability.fb.com. But essentially, over the last 10 years, we've been working to green our footprint. And what that means is that all the resources we use to bring Facebook to people around the world, we want to make sure that we're doing that in an environmentally responsible way. So as of the end of 2020, we are now supporting Facebook's global footprint of um, services with 100% wind and solar energy. Um, and we've also instituted other reduction um, uh, processes into the way we run the business. So we realized a 94% reduction in our greenhouse gas emissions for Facebook directly. Um, so we're really proud that we're able to get to what we call net zero carbon emissions um, because that remaining 6%, we've done things like planted trees and invested in carbon removal projects to get us to zero. Um, And what we're going to do over the next 10 years from 2020 to 2030 is bring those same innovative ideas and technologies and and practices to our suppliers that help us bring these services together so we can have even bigger impact beyond our own operations. Well, that's a lofty goal. And it's it's exciting that that people really are making a huge effort. And um, I'm going to be saying greenhouse gas emissions in my sleep tonight. I have a feeling. (laughs) But thank you very much. It's it's all. uh, it's it's really certainly an education. We hear the terms climate change and so much, you know, bantered about constantly, but to really start to understand what it means or understand how maybe you can make a difference. That's a great thing. And Facebook is certainly uh, doing just that. So Edward Palmieri, Director of Global Sustainability at Facebook. Thank you so much for joining The Way Home. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. This is The Way Home. We'll be right back. 
Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule, Changing the World One Life at a Time. I'm very, very, very strong on the balance of nature, and I've spoken to a lot of people about it because I truly believe it has been an incredible boon to my health. So I'm very, very happy with the uh, capsules. I truly believe they've helped me to balance life out. I'm 83 years old. I'm in good shape, and I think a big piece of it is because of balance of nature. You represent a really, truly great product not just quantity of life, it's also quality, and definitely Balance of Nature has helped me. So I'm very, very appreciative of that. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Laura. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, I just love having the opportunity at the end of the, each program each week to hear great news, good news stories, things that are uplifting and make you feel good and, and not that everything is, is bad and evil out there. So the guy who does it is my guru of good news. His name's Jim Cleefield. I call him Jimmy Dean. And we love the stories that you find every week, Jimmy. They are inspiring and warm and comforting. And so, uh, by all means, I think we have time tonight for two two stories, if you can uh, push the button. Of course, certainly do. Well, we're going to start you off in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, there was a, a seven-year-old boy who was being hailed as a hero for helping to rescue both uh, his sister, four-year-old Abigail, and uh, her father, their father, who uh, were on a boat on the St. John's River over Memorial Day weekend. What happened was the two young kids, uh, Chase Proust, the seven-year-old, and the four-year-old sister, uh, they were kind of staying near the boat, having fun in the water, just like any kids would do on a nice, warm, summer-like day, when all of a sudden, one of those rip currents, unfortunately, well, they got caught by one of them, and they started to drift out of the sea, particularly the sister. Well, the father, Stephen Proust, uh, quickly try to get into the water and rescue uh, the daughter and the son. They were both uh, being picked up by the currents, and unfortunately he had the same problem. And he tried his best to swim out there to get Abigail, but she just kept drifting away, and it wasn't looking pretty good. So he told his son, hey, uh, go swim to shore. I think it was about a mile off where the boat was uh, near the shore. So the seven-year-old son actually did swim a mile near the shore, and he went to find the nearest home to see if he could get some help to rescue the rest of the family. Fortunately... Florida Fish and Wildlife saw what was happening, and after about an hour-long search, they finally found the rest of the family, the father and daughter, and managed to rescue them safely, thanks to the help of their son, safely on shore. And the father basically said this, by the grace of God, we're here, we're all safe, and thanks to my son for doing what he did. I mean, he basically, he wasn't swimming professionally. I'm talking dog paddling, uh, right on his back, whatever he could do for a seven-year-old, and he just did an amazing job saving his family. He is a real hero. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine that. Bob, the engineer, mm. I, I mean, can you imagine swimming a mile, even if as no. an adult, let alone? <laughs> no. But what a motivation he had. That, yeah. That, that's great. Though. I mean, it didn't have to be Michael Phelps in this situation to go and rescue it. I mean, this is a seven-year-old kid, and uh, he fortunately was able to do what he could do, and uh, they're all alive and well, thank goodness. Yeah, really. Oh, my gosh. That is that is probably going to be a movie someday. Wow. I hope well so. Well done that young boy and i'm so grateful they're all okay 
And then uh, we want to take you out to Utah. I know you visited there uh, recently, Laura. Uh, there's a place called Dinosaur National Monument, Utah. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there's a two-mile hiking loop there, and there was a lady who did a study about sounds and how to uh, relax you, because sometimes you know, there's something called noise pollution that affects the mind and the body. And she was doing uh, some meta-studies on uh, some people, and she was on that hiking loop, and she noticed how quiet it was. Uh, she looked at her parked Nissan and saw another car go by, and it was like a soundproof room. The name of the trail, by the way, is called Sound of Silence Trail, like the Simon and Garfunkel song. Very interesting. And <laughs> yes. she just, yeah, and she noticed, I mean, just it just really mitigated all the sound out there. Like, it was just completely quiet. And in her study, I think she found about like 27% of natural sounds, like your birds, your wind, your water, not only help relax you, but just the noise pollution, I mean, you know, can affect everything. And it just makes you not only relax, but also it helps your blood pressure. It helps your overall well-being. And I think there's something to be said about natural sounds, because like when I go to bed at night, I like to have that fan on, not just because I want to keep the room cool, because I like the natural sound, because it helps me relax and sleep. And uh, in this study, she just said, those natural sounds are so good for the body and the soul and the mind. I think it also helps to be in a beautiful place like Utah. Like you said, I did, just got back from there because um, I was going out to see the, the headquarters of Balance of Nature, mm -hmm. the Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule, who sponsors The Way Home and this show. And I'll tell you what, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen on earth. And I did see, I went out with uh, Dr. Howard's wife, she took me to a, a one of those parks, and we did a hike, and I got to see a dinosaur footprint, and Ooh. that was so neat. I couldn't believe it. And then this past week, I was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I was up in Bandelier State Park, and we got to go into the ruins with the uh, Native American Indians for the Pueblos from way back in the 1400s or something and we got to climb up ladders into these caves that they had made can you imagine wow. hundreds mm. of years ago and they were absolutely structurally beautiful and i noticed that when we were in them the sound of silence i couldn't believe how quiet it was so i'm totally relating to what you're talking about um using i thought of you uh, yeah. the natural sounds yes that's yeah, true. It really does live up to its name because, I mean, just the, the quiet, the, the, the peace and the calm, which we can all use these days uh, in, in these day and times. But, yeah, particularly, so if you ever get out there, go visit that place. And you know what? There's nothing like getting away. I'll tell you, between Utah and Santa Fe, over the last three weeks, I, I've been, I was blessed to be able to go out to both of those places. And it really does something for your psyche to be able to get away, especially after the year we've had where everybody has been sheltering in place and no one's really been traveling the way they normally did. It was such an incredible boost to, it just brought a sense of joy, just seeing a different vista, a different, uh, you know, part of the country. We have a vast and beautiful country. America, I think, is really, no matter where you go, it's just a beautiful landscape. And uh, we really are blessed to live in America. No, no, no pun intended. Now, there wasn't really a pun, but you know what I'm saying. It's we are so fortunate. I got to get out and see some of this stuff. Yeah, I think. Yes, I think, Bob, you spent way too much time in the radio. We've studio. been cooped up for you too long it. here. Yep. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it this is. is it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the year to do it. And like we talked about making your dream vacation, start planning it and then then just bite the bullet. Block out some time on your calendar 
and go because it's it's so good for the soul. It is just so good for the soul. Anyway, lots of love to both of you. Jim Cleefield, my guru of good news, and my engineer who is the best in the world, Bob Small. Thank you so much for making The Way Home happen per usual every week. Everyone, have a wonderful week. Lots of love to you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless. And we'll talk to you next Sunday night.